It's a return to Middle Earth as the Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power prepares to debut on Amazon. So let's jump into this review and see what happens. This episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Merle to get an extra three months with your order for free and stay tuned after this episode for more info. Hello everybody, I'm Dan Merrill here with my review of the first two episodes of The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. These will not be spoiler reviews. I'll be talking about very general plot things, basic setups in these first couple of episodes. I saw these first two episodes in what I guess you would probably call an optimal setting. Cinemark did a sneak preview night of the first two episodes for the public uh, just last night, so I went to see them, and I'm here to report back. Of course, The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power is known as the most expensive TV show ever made, Amazon shelled out $250 million for the rights alone, and basically those rights were just to the material that's already been adapted. The three Lord of the Rings films, the three Hobbit films, and then the appendices to the Lord of the Rings. So this is not an adaptation of previously unadapted material. This really is almost a riff on J.A.R. Tolkien. They're kind of trying to fill in gaps based on pieces of information and characters that they can use that haven't yet been directly adapted, which is why you probably see Elrond and Galadriel in this show, but there's not a whole lot about the First Age and anything from the Silmarillion, etc., because that's not what they have the rights to make here. The total cost for season one of this show is reported to be about $700 million, which is $225 million more than the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy after you adjust for inflation. So the amount of sunken costs in this for Amazon is massive, and they're really hoping to launch an entire, basically an entire streaming service, let's be honest. They've had little things here and there that people like. The Boys is a great show, but they want this to be their Stranger Things. They want this to be the show that people get Amazon Prime Video to watch specifically. The good news about this show is that you can see that budget on the screen. The special effects particularly are probably the best special effects that any streaming show has ever had. They're better than most movies. And Middle Earth really is brought back to stunning life as the elves of the Second Age live in towering kingdoms, the dwarves live in majestic underground cities, and the rest of the folk of Middle Earth live in lush green landscapes. This really is a beautiful show to behold. And it mostly doesn't have that streaming look that you often see. It doesn't look quite as lush as Peter Jackson's movies, but it is probably the most impressive looking streaming show that I've ever seen. Unfortunately, a lot of the hard work seems to have stopped at the look of Middle-Earth because I can say after watching these first two episodes that I don't care one iota about any single character that's been introduced so far in this show, new or returning. I'm just going to cut down to the quick here. If you strip the Lord of the Rings name away from this show, it is nothing more so far than a second-rate fantasy series. None of the characters say or do anything interesting, and the show really is, so far, about putting two or more people into some fantastic scenery and then just having them say some words because they have to. 
The dialogue in The Rings of Power is filler at best. Conversations go on twice as long as they should, going around in circles, and at times it legitimately feels, I'm not being funny here, like they're just trying to pad out the episode so that when Amazon looks at what they spent $700 million on, they see that each one of these episodes is an hour long because there's a lot of fat that I think you can cut out of so many scenes in these first two episodes. I understand the need to get your money's worth because you are making a show that's more than the gross domestic product of Dominica, but at the same time, sometimes less is more. Not helping matters is the decision to introduce what seems to be all of the series characters at the same time, which would work if they are in any way memorable, but they're not, and instead we hop around a map of Middle-earth so often that eventually I just started humming the Game of Thrones theme because we're just flying over mountains and here to there to bed to bed to bed. Of course you can have a show that hops all over the place. Game of Thrones is one that proves that you can, but you have to have something compelling that's going on and you didn't have that with this show. I don't know what the show has planned for Galadriel. It starts off pretty strong. She's on a very focused quest. And then soon after that, they kind of shift her off to this side quest. I don't know what the future holds. I'm not putting in my final judgment. But I'm not saying, again, that you have to get to the main point of your series immediately. But there's a lot of meandering going on in these first couple of episodes. And it just didn't hold my interest. Elrond is a little bit luckier here in this show. He has a storyline that I think ties more directly to the main action, and he gets an interesting side task to do that takes him to Khazad-dûm. Elrond's visit to Khazad-dûm in the second episode was the highlight for me because it allowed for a little bit of humor to creep in, and you got to know these characters a little bit more. It wasn't just a succession of scenes where grave actors speak grave lines in vaguely British accents. It was actually allowing you to get to know the backgrounds of these characters, and that's something that the show was sorely lacking through most of the first couple of episodes. The first episode I found to be what I can only describe as lethally dull. Bland but beautiful scene after bland but beautiful scene. The show is competently acted, but there is no Viggo Mortensen. There is no John Reese davies there's no Martin Freeman, there's nobody that provides that extra spark to the character. Morphin Clark is the closest with Galadriel, but I think that she's really let down by the writing of the show. Robert Arameo as Elrond gets to speak in fancy British accents and talk about darkness and such, which is great. Owain Arthur livens things up, as I said, in episode two as Durin. But beyond that, I defy you to tell me either the names or any distinguishing character trait of the rest of the cast, which ranges from stoic elves to world-weary human farmers to the Harfoots, the folk who would eventually become the hobbits that we know and love. I would love to be able to rave about this show, even if only just to spite the people that have devoted their lives to destroying it, but I can't. I wanted this show to work. I wanted the magic of Middle-earth to return because I love the Lord of the Rings movies in particular, and the visuals are stunning in this series so far, but the rest of what was happening was utterly devoid of interest for me. It may just be that this show is a slow burn. There are the vaguest of hints to the Rings of Power, but we're not jumping right into the main plot right away. Perhaps they will tie things together in a more compelling way than they have done so far. But if this show didn't have the Lord of the Rings name and the Tolkien prestige attached to it, honestly, I wouldn't bother to watch anymore.
I would delete it from my watch list and never give it a second thought. My love for Tolkien, my love for Lord of the Rings is going to keep me tuned in to the series. But if it were any other case, I would bid farewell after these two episodes. But I do honestly find it a little bit shocking that Amazon would pay a quarter of a billion dollars basically for scraps of Tolkien rights. The main rights to like the Lord of the Rings movies and a lot of the other characters were just bought by another company. But then they invested another half billion dollars into a season of a show that doesn't really have anything interesting to say so far and not a whole lot to offer beyond the wonderful special effects and the immersiveness of Middle Earth and the occasional faint glimmer of the magic that Peter Jackson brought to the original Lord of the Rings films. The Rings of Power isn't a terrible show i just don't think it's a particularly good one either and i think it is going to be left up to everybody at the end of the season to determine not only was this show worth 700 million dollars but was it worth our time as far as i'm concerned for me the jury's still out so those are my thoughts on the lord of the rings the rings of power which premieres this week on amazon prime video are you planning on checking it out are you just fed up with Middle Earth stuff? Are you going to move on? Let me know down in the comments below. Before we go, I want to thank the sponsor for this video, ExpressVPN. The Rings of Power is a streaming show, and more and more people are getting their entertainment through streaming. And the big name on the block for years has been Netflix. Most people who pay for Netflix every month are only able to watch Netflix in the country they're currently located in. Netflix offers thousands of different programs that are available in different countries around the world, and with ExpressVPN, you can unlock those libraries and watch so much more. ExpressVPN allows you to change your online location and control which Netflix library you're able to access, and it's incredibly simple. All you have to do is open the app, select where your current location is set, and boom! That's where your computer is now located. And there's no slowdown whatsoever. ExpressVPN allows for fast downloads and flawless streaming. ExpressVPN is also compatible with all your devices, including phones, laptops, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. And there are servers located in 94 countries, giving you a lot of places to explore. So be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash Merle. And don't forget to use my link at expressvpn.com slash Merle, M-U-R-R-E-L-L, to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Thanks to ExpressVPN for sponsoring this episode, and thank you for watching. I'll be back very soon with more movie news, reviews, box office, and more. Until then, stay safe, and I'll see you next time. Bye.